you want more time, money, freedom, and have a business that's not reliant on you, then you're in the right place. Each week, Mark Creedon, along with some of the very best business minds in the world, will take you through simple, practical steps you can take to create the business you always wanted. From his own practical experience, Mark will show you how to work less, make more, and get the business you always wanted, the one that you deserve. Now here's your host, one of Australia's most sought-after business coaches, Mark Creedon. Oh, welcome to the latest edition of the Mastermind for Business podcast. I'm Mark Creighton, your host, and I'm super excited because uh, in the chair I've got Tim and Felix from Bow Racking. Now, guys, you'll remember Tim and Felix from a few episodes ago where we spoke about their amazing story about how they got into their business and how they grew their business into a um, multi-million dollar national business here in Australia. But we want to talk a little bit more about now how they're getting themselves out of the day-to-day and how they're doing it. So here's the thing. If you are feeling like you're stuck in your business, if you feel like, you know, the reason you got into the business in the first place is no longer there for you and you feel like you're chained to it, congratulations, you're in the right place because today we're going to be talking to these guys about exactly how they achieved what I'm sure you would love to achieve. Let's get underway with that right now. Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Mark. Tim, great to see you. Talk to me. What's what's happening in bow racking? There's so much going on at the moment. Yes, there's a lot a lot of stuff going on. We're coming close to Christmas uh, at the moment. We are on, on Christmas party tour. Right. Uh, as you know, we are now operating in in four states. We had our Christmas party in in Adelaide, Sydney. Now we are in Brisbane, and next week we head over to Melbourne. So I think that the big question that probably every everybody wants to know. So you've had Adelaide party. Uh, sorry, Christmas parties in Adelaide. And Melbourne? Adelaide, Melbourne. And Sydney? No? Sydney. Yeah. And Brisbane. Right. Yeah. Uh, how's the hangover? <laughs> good morning, Mark. Felix. Hangover is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we had last weekend off, so oh, we, right. we come to Brisbane well-rested. <laughs> Time to recover. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. you got a plan spot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you guys certainly do that. Let's talk about last time you joined us in the studio, we spoke about how, how you guys got into bow racking in the first place. And the great story about about that, guys, if you haven't listened to that, scroll back through, find the podcast, listen to that. It's a great story and it's really quite inspirational. Let's talk about where you're at now and and you know what you're looking to do because I know we've been working on on largely extracting you guys from the day to day. I want to talk about what was the process that you went through in, in order to get you to that point or, or maybe more importantly, why did you want to get out of the day to day? Hey, awesome. So I think it's, it's now a two two year journey. We're working with you, Mark, since two two years. Back then, we were still on the tools. We were still doing everything in the business, and there was this idea to to slowly transition out of it and replace us with with people who can do a better job than us. Yeah, yeah. Was was that was that hard? Was it hard to think? Because you know, I mean. One of the big things about delegations, one of the things that stops people from delegating effectively is this this myth of omnipotence, right? Nobody can do it as well as I can. Was was that a fact? Tim just looked at Felix then. <laughs> <laughs> With this sort of, hmm, hey, Felix, he's talking about you. 
Uh, 100%. Yeah, it definitely was a factor. When we first started working with you, I can, I have it crystal clear in front of me. We were, I was, I was very scared of letting go. Yeah. Exactly for that reason. So it was really in my head. I couldn't think that any, like that I can be replaced. Yeah. But really the only thing that was missing was the structure around what I was doing. Yeah. But I also want to add to what Tim just said. Um, the reason to get out of the day today is not so much that we're not interested in it anymore, but before we started working with you, we could only grasp the potential of the company. Right. But it was impossible to reach new heights just yeah. because there's only so much time in any day. Yeah. And if you're on the tools for 10 hours, you start your day at six in the morning, you drive yeah. a scissor from A to B, then you do a nine hour shift on site. Yeah. And you do the admin around that. There's barely any work to work on the business. There's just not enough time in a day. So really it was the necessary and very important step for the company to grow. Yeah. It's an interesting point, Felix, because I think that one of the advantages of of, of working with, with any coach, I think there's two things. One, it, it, it doesn't necessarily tell you something you don't know. It just gives you the structure for how to achieve what you want to achieve. But it's the opportunity to kind of stand on the shoulders of someone so you can just see that little bit further, which is very difficult when, you, when, you're, when you're in the trenches. So you let go. Tim, what about for you? Was, was, there, was there a fear of letting go? Was there hesitation? There certainly was. Um, <laughs> lucky for me, I'm uh, not, not a perfectionist, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I get things done. I initiate things. But I think the uh, uh, perfectionist in this relationship is Felix. Yeah. And, and he... I think for him, it was a lot harder and I need to say it was a journey now and the thinking nowadays is completely different. I think today it's more about finding the right people who, who, who can do those tasks, not, hey, I need to do it good. It's more who can do this task. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk about, about trust for a minute because you guys work really well together because there's, there's inherent trust between you. So how do you... How do you bring somebody else into the business and apply that same level of trust? I mean, it's a bit like handing over your, your newborn in some ways, isn't it? It's your, your, or your firstborn, it's, it's your baby. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, it all starts with you though. So yeah. you, you can hardly bring someone in a company and just expect him to execute. Yeah, It, it really starts with the proper training. You've got to have a process in place. So you need to set up the person for success. Yeah. If you do that, then I guess there's, there, you can always have bad luck. But I think what we learned over the last two years, if you put enough effort in a person, yeah. anyone can really perform. Yeah. So if you set them up for success, you'd be surprised what happens yeah. on the other side. That's a very, very cool learning, I think. It's, it, and I think it's something that, that, we often, that we often miss in business. It's like, I'm going to, I'm, I need this task done or I need this role filled. I'll hire someone to do it and then almost set them up to fail by not giving them the clear pathway, by not giving them proper training, by not putting the time into them and, and, and you know, time and money really, really giving them the opportunity to, to step ahead. All right, so we've, we've acknowledged that there's some fear. We've moved past the fear because we've got some structure around it. Second thing is then we've gone, right, well, we know we need to put time into and, and effort into people. Where did it go wrong? Were there 
did it go perfectly smoothly and amazingly well or were there were there challenges yep as you know we had a couple of key hires in in the past now we we hired first an operations manager construction managers now we actually <laughs> we hired our first probably year ago and now we have five of them so now it goes rapidly you can see at the start we were pretty green and we didn't put a put enough structures around it right and you can see that but now we also evolved and we got better at it and now our um, we make it easier for our new hires or for the guys we move up into those roles. So one of the things that I've seen you do is that when you now when you bring new people in, because previously you, you brought somebody new in, even at a more junior level, then you would have to be responsible for bringing them up to speed and getting them on board. But now you've now you've got this next layer of management that does that for you. Has that freed you up or given you a lot more comfort? I wouldn't say it has freed me up, yep. but it's it's just a different type of work now. Right. So I think I always tell tell my partner, ah, we're going to hire this person, we're going to train it, and everything will change. We'll have all this free time in the world. And <laughs> and but then when you get to that point, you realize oh, this free time you can now put back into the company, and yep. there's always something you can improve. Yeah. I think <clears throat> it'd be fair to say. The company has evolved over the last eight years, yeah, very significantly, and I wouldn't be surprised if it looks completely different in eight years from now. Is, so, is, it, does that does that scare you? Is that a is that a good thought? I think it is a good thought. Yeah, I think it's 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 all about evolution. It's about growing. Is yeah. new experiences we learn from the past. I, as Tim said, we apply our knowledge a lot faster than yeah. we did in the first four years. Yeah, I think. The first four years were also necessary to yep. make those experiences and and kind of like see how not to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. and this helps us now to, okay, look, we can see this from ourselves. So now I'm having these conversations with our construction managers and say, I can say, look, I did exactly the same thing. <laughs> and it took me four years to learn yeah. that I have to change. So you can either live in pain for four years and then learn the lesson or trust me. Yeah, that I'm just here to help you and make your life easier. And this is, that's actually what's giving me a lot of joy at the moment, working with the people and seeing them grow a lot faster than I grew. I think that's a great leadership trait, guys. You, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the great leadership traits is to be able to say to people, do you know what? I've made lots of mistakes in my time. So I can sit back and watch you make the same mistakes and you can learn the same way I did, or you can actually learn the way I have from those mistakes so that you don't make them. And so you, you, you kind of fast track the next generation's progress, don't you? Yeah, 100%. And you see the difference. We actually had a catch up with one of our construction managers yesterday, Jose, and he moved up pretty quick. And we had to give him a compliment because he's someone, he's, he's actually listening. Yeah. And as soon as people listen, it's, it's just so much fun to work with him. Yeah. So he, he would always bring his notepad to write down exactly what you want to teach is that him, right? You know, so, is that right? And he, it's just so fulfilling to see him now moving forward. And then he gives us his lessons yeah. of the supervisors who, who are working under under him. And he's actually repeating. He's like, I love working with him. He's moving because he's listening. Yeah. So, you know, Tim, it, it's it's interesting that you say that, you know, it's great because he's listening. But the truth is that People will only listen if you give them the opportunity to do so or if you speak to them in a way that enables them to listen. 
you know, what you guys have done is, is you're now speaking in a way that makes people want to listen. And I think that makes all the difference. Before, before we started recording, and I said to you, you said, you know, what are we going to talk about? And it was, right, I want to talk about how you guys have, you know, got out of the trenches. And you so both sort of rolled your eyes and went, yeah, well, <clears throat> about that. So you're back in the trenches a little bit? That's maybe one for you, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're, we're back in the trenches, but that, that has a reason. So maybe we, we talked about it last time we were here. We grew the company in Melbourne first. So yep. the company exists since eight years. Yep. And the company here in Brisbane, in New South Wales, they exist since nine months. Yeah. In Adelaide, we're roughly a year. So we did remove ourselves more of the day-to-day in Melbourne. Yep. But we now realize, okay, there's still a bit of work interstate. Because the company is a lot younger. Yep. But what we can see is we are already interstate here in Brisbane and New South Wales. We, we are pretty much in year five. Yes. Of Melbourne within yep. the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yep. and that's why I really don't mind to be back in the trenches because I'm just, I'm, I'm, we're fast tracking the whole journey yep. and we're applying all the things we learned over the last eight years. And it's, it's just amazing to see. So essentially what you're doing in, in the interstate offices now is what you had to do in Melbourne, but in a much more condensed. So you're back in the trenches, but it's not, there's no, there's an end, there's an insight to that. Hundred percent, and it, it's a different trench this time. So, yeah. in in Melbourne, obviously at the start, we were literally on the tools, physically like drilling, vacuuming, hammering. Yeah. Like do you, do you, the, miss, the do you miss that? Yes and no. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> but I'm 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 very hands on. So yeah, I tell you, it's really rewarding to to work a full day, get sweaty yeah. with the boys. Yeah, it 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 is rewarding. Yeah, but then also, it's not time well spent in the greater scheme of things, you know, and it is nice to work with the guys and they're all, we have an amazing team you and do. I like spending time with them. Yeah. But if I do eight hours hands-on or I do eight hours working on processes and structures, my time is spent a lot better if I work on the processes and structures. So now in interstate, we are not working on the tools. So we're not in this trench, but we're training the construction managers and supervisors to to apply the lessons we learned. Right. Okay. Tim, do you do you miss the time on in the trenches at all? It was a great time. Yep. And we installed a lot of pallet racks. <laughs> uh, but it's 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 good that we moved on. And like Felix say, said, there are nowadays there are a lot more important things we can do to push the company forward. So we, we spoke just before about the sort of the different roles between between you guys and and, and the different personalities. And I said I think to you from when I first met you, you, you're very much a yin and yang and it works very, very much. Let's talk about how you've broken the roles up as you've grown the business. You know, Tim, what's been your focus? Okay. I think for me, I'm probably more the ideas guy and I have a great idea. I initiate yep. and then usually Felix takes, takes the idea and implements it. Right. So, so good starter. Yeah. Not so good a finisher. No, and and sometimes there were projects I start and I want to finish, but I think now Felix said to me, hey, let me take over there because <laughs> I can implement it better right. than you. And yeah. he can. He's an incredible implementer. Yeah, yeah. And Felix, that works for you, obviously. Yeah, I think we're an amazing team. So <laughs> I, I'm very fortunate to work alongside Tim. 
I yeah. think in my life is one of the most inspirational people I know. Yeah. And it's a blessing to build this company with him together. So yeah. um, cool I'm really proud and that we're still friends and doing the business and all this. It's, I think like every young boy, like friends, they dream about stuff like this, but yeah. that it actually happened is pretty cool. Yeah. And you're right. I was actually just thinking the other day, there was a, there was a, a mate I had at school and I used to always, we used to dream that we'd, that we'd one day have this big company that we ran together. And, you know, when we were in, when we were in primary school and I look back on it, it was probably more my dream than his, but, but, you know, I had this thing and I remember we used to, we used to like draw logos and things like that of what our company would look like. And, you know, I, I haven't seen him for 50 years. So I think you guys are incredibly fortunate. Let's talk about the next eight years because Felix, you said that the company is going to look very different. What's next? Where do you, where do you see it going? Okay. Um, Back to the ideas, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we started 2015 with just the two of us. Yep. Now, fast forward 2023, um, we are we have over 150 people in the company yep. and all the structures and everything evolved. Maybe if we can talk a little bit about our rebrand, which is coming up. Fantastic. Let's talk about the rebrand. Awesome. Awesome. So you can imagine from 2015 to, to 2023, the company evolved a lot. The yep. people evolved, the structures evolved. Yep. And now we are in the middle of a rebrand and yeah, our appearance will, will change a little bit. What, why now, Tim? So, as, as you know, a year ago, we became a national company. Yep. And um, we're going, uh, so I don't know if I can reveal it where we're going to, but it was ball racking, warehouse and safety installations. Yep. Now we're going to ball rack yep. and we simpl simplify the whole thing. Right. It's It, it should be a, a more more national appearance. Yes. And we actually want to build, build a cool brand, yep. a recognizable brand. Yep. Which, um, yeah. Yeah. I really like the idea and I don't want you to reveal any of your trade secrets about what you're doing next. But I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity for ranking in Vanuatu. I think you'd be very happy there. Lying on a beach. <laughs> Not a bad idea, is it really? When you think about it. Bow rack Vanuatu. Sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Felix, where do you see the business in, in, in the next eight years? Yeah, so we definitely want to step it up. Yep. The, I think we are only grasping on the bottom end of the storage industry. Yep. We are a pure installer, so we're not talking about selling any material. We yep. really want to focus on the installation because I think we've shown that we're good at it, Yeah. but we also have still a lot to learn. And I think it, there's a lot of exciting stuff in the industry. Everything goes into automation. Um, the job's going to be more interesting, bigger, higher. And yeah, I think that's what we want to tackle here. You're getting pretty excited for a non-ideas guy there, and it's it, which is nice to see. Well, if you work eight years next to this guy, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Something, Osmosis. something is rubbing off. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you both said that, you know, there's great growth plans for the next eight years. I want to tap into, and something, Tim, we were talking about off air before about psychology. How do you stay motivated? What gets you, you know, what what gets you to want to keep going? Because because if we stop now, if you just kept the business as it was now, let's be honest, it's a pretty damn good business. And and you guys are doing pretty well out of it. And life is pretty good. And life, you could kind of just sit here and go, well, that's okay. Where, where does the motivation come to go? No, there's another eight years of growth yet. 
very good question. I, I think we're both very driven people and I don't know how you feel about it, but if if the company doesn't grow, it, it feels like you're stuck or it, it's not moving forward. Yeah. I don't know if it's always a good thing, but I certainly enjoy new things, new yeah. ideas, new avenues we, we could enter into. So yeah. that's what drives me. Yeah. Felix? If I can add to that. When we first started the company, it was all about Tim and me. Yeah. It was... It was a job for us. It was to get by. Yeah. We didn't really have an idea about how you create a company. But now it's not about Tim and me anymore. Yeah. It's, it's fair to say we live pretty comfortable out of this. Yes. As you said, if we would just stop now with the growing, we could probably just move in a nice house, let the guys do what they do good. Yeah. And that's it. But I think now we're at this stage where we really, we are driven by the growth of other people. Yeah. More so than our own personal growth. Yeah. So we, our biggest goal is now create as much opportunity for everyone who is interested to work with us. So I want to see the people we put in positions. Yeah. I want them to grow and reach new heights. I want them to be successful. It's not about my name anymore. It's about Borek. Yeah. And the people that work for us, they work for Borek. So we want to make their life better. It's a really interesting point. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day in Mastermind who is at the moment changing over from kind of being just a family company to being something much bigger than that. And they were just going through that time of, oh, why am I doing this? And and he said to me, oh, you know, Mark, why am I doing this? I went, I can give you 85 reasons. I went, 85? Why 85? Because that's how many employees you have. So I can give you at least 85 reasons as to why you're doing this. And it is about bringing up you know, bringing people up, bringing people along for the journey. Yeah, I, I, I agree there, Mark. Um, it's, it's pretty cool to see that nowadays, actually, our, our guys take on the mission. I remember probably five years ago, it was always Felix and me. It felt like we were pulling and pulling and pulling. And now it's, we have some great, great people in the right seats, the right yeah. incentives. And now it feels like, uh, they are, they really want it and they are pushing it forward. So yeah. it's, it's uh, great. I, I've had this conversation with a couple of people in the last two days really about how at some stage if you really want to scale your business to the next level and get freedom for you, you have to stop, and as you just said, stop dragging people along and actually get behind the start pushing them instead. So there's the difference between leadership from the, from from the front and leadership from behind. So it's still leading by example, but but I think there's this there's this massive switch in being able to go, I'm not going to drag people along anymore. What I'm going to do is get behind them and push them up and really and I, I mean that's really what you what you're saying. And yeah. that's what's worked for you guys. One hundred percent. I mean Tim said before we had the chat with Jose yesterday and he's just the the perfect example of us not pushing anymore. Or yeah. pulling or yeah. any kind of this. Yeah. He uses us as a resource. Yes. He is very attentive to what we say. Yeah. But now he has the big ideas. He has the dreams for Brisbane. And yeah. We have similar guys in Sydney, in Adelaide, in Melbourne. Yeah. And it's it's cool to see it. And because we're only two guys and what we think the company could be yeah. looks maybe completely different than what other people think the company could be. And now that we tapped into those brains, yeah, 
there's actually a lot more installed for us. Yeah. Now that's where the challenge comes in. Right. Talk to me about that. So now we need to take ourselves back because there are yep. situations where we, we work with Connect. We see a lot of messages online and there are situations where you want to chime in. Yes. You, you better stay out and yep. just have a conversation with the person you want to speak to and and actually let let the guys let the guys do that do their thing and yeah. it, it'll work out they learn along the way and actually good things come come out of it if you take yourself a little bit I, yeah it's interesting tim because I, i think that one of the mistakes that that people can make is that that they believe that they are the fountain of all knowledge and so all good ideas and and even if they have people around them who have good ideas they still have to filter that idea through the business owner. And so what happens is you become you become your own roadblock. And and the reality is let's just put things like, you know, safety issues aside for a minute because there's obviously some serious safety issues for you guys. But if you're putting that aside for a minute, the truth is if if you know if one of your one of your leaders makes a decision that's not quite right, you, no one's going to die. So, you know, you can fix it, right? It's it's something that can be repaired. How hard is that conclusion to come to? You want to go? <laughs> I feel it's going was harder for me, but. Well, I just want to say, well, it took nearly eight years. So <laughs> pretty hard. That's a fair answer. That's a, that's a fair answer. No, I, th I think it goes back to what we discussed at the start. It's, it's about trust. Yeah. I mean, the people we hired and we put in those positions, we didn't just make that up. Yeah. Most of them, nearly all of them, started on the bottom, the same like Tim and we did, yeah, in the trenches, on the yep. tools, yeah, and we moved them through the ranks yep. because of not how we, if we like him or how we feel about the person, but what they, what value they provided to the company, yeah. So they're there for a reason. Now it makes it, it makes it easier. Felix, I, I want to stay with that just for t for two minutes. I had a conversation with a mastermind member yesterday and, and they were saying the, the current generation, they they don't want to work through the ranks. They want to go from being on the ground to being, you know, a manager in, in three months. Are you seeing that in your business? We literally had that conversation on the way to you today. <laughs> we, we said there is people who come to you and ask you for more money out of the blue. Yeah. And there's people who come to you and just keep providing value. Yeah. Till it gets so hard to not pay the person more. Yeah. Money. And yeah. it would be a lie if I would say everyone is the second case. Yeah. But I do feel like we have a lot of the second case, which is obviously a blessing for us. Yeah. It is a blessing, but it's not an accident. So it's happened because of the culture that you've created and, and, and also the way you've recruited. So when you recruit, how important is, if you were to balance it out between skill set and and attitude you know 50 50 80 20 99% attitude and yeah. 1% skill yeah i yeah. believe what we do is not rocket science yep um i'm pretty sure we can train anyone on pallet wrecking yep i also feel i, I don't have a master or anything in management all this but i feel we learned a lot of lessons over the last eight years so i can also i'm pretty confident i can train someone to be a good leader yep so really all we need is attitude. Yeah, it's a, that's a, an amazing point, Tim. You can only teach him if he listens. So 
So there comes, yeah. comes the attitude in. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's interesting because you know I agree with you with you with you both. I think it's ninety nine percent attitude and one percent skill set. You can teach skills. You can't teach people attitude. You can't right. teach people commitment and loyalty and 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 compassion and and empathy and passion and all of those things that that really make up a make up a company. Eight years. Yes. I'll have to get you back in another eight years <laughs> <laughs> and see how it's going. Well, you're not going to get rid of us. Guys, it's always a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for your time this morning because yep. I know you've got a huge day on of, was it lying by the pool, Felix? <laughs> Jumping in the pool. Jumping in the pool is yep. the most, most energetic thing Felix has got to do today. <laughs> Guys, these are the sort of things that we help our clients within our mastermind program all the time. Here's what I'd love you to do. If you've got some value out of today's podcast, please share the podcast. Like it, subscribe, comment on it, jump onto our socials and let us know if there's anything you'd like to hear more about. If you'd like to hear more from Tim and Felix about Bo Rack, then I know we'll get the boys back. Tim, thank you. Always good to see you. Thank you, Mark. Felix, thank you, mate. Always good to see you as well. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Mark. All right, guys, uh, that's it. That's a wrap. We'll see you in the next episode of the Mastermind for Business podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Mastermind for Business podcast. If you're ready to have a business that you're not a slave to, check out metropolemastermind.com.au or have a chat with Mark and the team at all the W's, see what's possible dot today.